Hello and welcome to my podcast where I talk about whatever I want to. Um, and if you guys hear the rain in the background, no you don't. Um, it's actually called ASMR and not the fact that it's literally always raining whenever I try to record. Which is funny because you would expect literally the exact opposite from the sunshine state in the summer months. So you can't have it all I guess. Anyway, today's book is The Love and Lies of Rukhsana Ali by Sabina Khan and there were a lot of things I loved about this book and there were a lot of things I really didn't. Um, I actually recorded this like two weeks ago in full and then I'm so smart that I didn't hit save and then my laptop died. So now I'm re-recording it um, and I'm a procrastinator so it took me two weeks to actually sit down and do it again but it's fine, we're gonna ignore that, right guys, right? Um... Anyway, I initially wasn't going to like sit down and redo it because although I did really like this book, there were a lot of things that could be potentially triggering and also I felt like there were a lot of things regarding um, like queer topics that I think that this book could have done better. But honestly, like, I think that's part of the reason why I I do want to talk about it because of the things that it did well, but also the things it could have done better. Um, I do think it's important to put a few, like, content warning, trigger warnings if you are interested in this book. There's a lot of major homophobia, um, such as forced conversions, hate crimes, doxing, and murder. Um, I won't be delving too much into the details of the hate crimes um because i feel like that's not necessarily what i want to emphasize but if you are planning on reading it like the blurb and like the book cover art and everything it makes it seem like it's not going to be as heavy on the actual like details of the um like hate crimes and all of that but especially near the middle and the end of the book it does get quite heavy and going coming into this book I thought it was going to be more of like a light-hearted read and take on homophobia in the brown community um but it definitely did get a little bit deeper and also um if any of you guys are struggling with your queer identity um, and you need a little extra support and you live in the US, um, the Trevor Lifeline, the phone number is plus one eight six six four eight eight seven three eight six. Um, I would highly recommend going to their website as well, just in case. I'll leave resources in like the podcast description, whatever. Um, before I start talking more about like the book itself, I just wanted to talk about the author real quick. So Sabina Khan, she's ethnically from Bangladesh. She was born in Germany, but she spent a lot of years in her childhood in Bangladesh. And she lived in Macau, Illinois, and Texas before eventually settling in British Columbia, Canada. So, you know, she's done a lot of traveling. Um, and a lot of her work deals with a lot of, like, taboo topics in, you know, the Desi community. So, like, for example, this book centers around um, navigating a sapphic relationship, but a lot of her other books deal a lot as well with like Islamophobia and like teenage pregnancy and things like that, specifically within like the Desi community, which I think it's really important and also really nice to see that kind of 
stories centered around you know those kinds of narratives centered around south asian kids because like i feel like it's a lot nicer to like put ourselves into the books when we can relate to them on a cultural level as well but yeah uh i'm gonna read the blurb real quick because the next things that i want to talk about just involve the blurb and like the summary and everything um so let me read it real quick so it says it reads 17 year old Roxana lee has always been fascinated by the universe around her and the laws of physics that keep everything in order but her life at home isn't so absolute unable to come out to her conservative muslim parents she keeps that part of her identity hidden and that means keeping her girlfriend ariana a secret from them too luckily only a few more months stand between her carefully monitored life at home and a fresh start at caltech in the fall but when Roxana's mom catches her and Ariana together, her future begins to collapse around her. Devastated and confused, Roxana's parents whisk her off to stay with their extended family in Bangladesh, where, along with the loving arms of her grandmother and cousins, she is met with a world of arranged marriages, religious tradition, and intolerance. Along the way, Roxana finds unexpected allies and, through reading her grandmother's old diary, finds the courage to take control of her future and fight for her love. So, that was a nice blurb. Uh, so, I didn't. I don't like reading reviews of books before reading said book. Like, usually I read the book first, and then I go into Goodreads, and I see what people are saying about it. Side note, I did give this book a 4, star, four out of 5 stars on Goodreads, but looking back, I might change it to a 3 out of 5 star, because, like... I reread it and I it confirmed some of the things that I didn't like about it. But yeah, so like going into it, I I just read the blurb and like I read about the author and so I was like, yeah, like let me just go for it because you don't really see a lot of like queer rep within the South Asian community and even then a lot of it is not regarding like a sapphic relationship. Um, so going into it, I was really excited, and I read the blurb, and I knew there was gonna be, like, you know, homophobia and stuff, um, I feel like that's, you know, pretty big plot point, and even from the summary, but I didn't expect this book to be as dark as it was, um, there were, okay, actually, let me start off with the things that I did like before I delve into what I didn't. So, firstly, I really liked the, like, queer solidarity. I don't know if that's how you say it. Solidarity? I don't know, guys. I've, honestly, a lot of words, like, I've only ever read and I've never had to say out loud. So, please don't roast my pronunciation of literally the language that I grew up speaking. Um, anyway, um, it was nice to see, like, the queer solidarity, especially between, like, queer men and queer women. Because, like, as much homophobia as there was, um, like, like that was rampant. Um, I mean, like, okay, there's quite a bit of homophobia even in the U.S. as well, especially given recent legislature. But the story was mostly in Bangladesh, um, which makes it even more, like, homophobic and all of that, I think. Um, and given how much of that was rampant and, like, w- literally most of interactions it was nice to see the support that there was for Roxani and the other queer folk um and you know like throughout the book she finds more like the underground um 
like community and everything and it was also nice because you know her cousin um and like her grandmother and everyone they were always like supportive and everything um which was definitely really nice to see um that even given all of the more emotionally heavy things like it wasn't all bad it's a lot more nuanced than what people may think um also another thing um i feel like you know whether it was you or your parents who moved to another country i feel like when you leave like the motherland your like perception of like the views and everything of the motherland kind of like get stuck from whenever you left so like and like i don't know like my parents have been in the u.s for like two decades now um and so their idea of the political values and stuff i feel like still lean to how they were like 20 years ago um but obviously things have changed a lot since then um that's just something that I've noticed. It doesn't really have anything to do with the story, but like I it's just something that I noticed, you know. But um I think this book I guess kind of leads into it, but I think this book also de- depicted like the disconnect that second gen and first gen immigrants face both from parents and peers because like I don't know, I feel okay, this might be because of where I grew up. I grew up around like a majority like white population. So I feel like it was just kind of an interesting childhood, but like, I feel like you get things from your parents and then you get unnecessary things from your peers as well. And I think that this book really did that well, like really subtly showed even the things that she gets from her high school friends. Um, And I think that um, the author also depicted intersectionality really well because Obviously, this book is centered around the homophobia that Roxana faced from her family. Um, She luckily had a good friend group and didn't experience that much homophobia from her friends. But um, she like experienced racism and microaggressions from Ariane's mom, from her girlfriend's mom. And I think that's so important to recognize because um, obviously, as teenagers and young adults, we're already like we're at the time when our brain and you know we are kind of figuring out our identities and the values and stuff that we hold um and to add it on top of that like when you have multiple overarching identities and each identity that like you hold close to your heart is being criticized unnecessarily it really leads to a lot more issues and I think that this was done really well um by the way intersectionality um according to Oxford is an inter is quote the interconnected nature of guys I cannot talk today I apologize let me start that again intersectionality according to Oxford is quote the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class, and gender as they apply to a given individual or group regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. So in Roxana's case, for example, um, you know, she's a woman, she's South Asian, she's Bengali, and she's queer, she's LGBT. And 
those are all things that you can individually get like discriminated for you know and the fact that the author didn't leave out the racism that she experienced from her white girlfriend's mom I think that was done really well because you can really I don't know I think it's also because like I related so hard to that specific um part of the book because I grew up again in a primarily like white dominant like area so like even though like I was close to the other like Indian people in my school and everything like even regular interactions like you know you could definitely still experience it and it's definitely very obvious like very obvious and the part of the book that I'm referring to is when Ariana and her mom are talking about Roxana in another room and Roxana just happens to hear and her mom is very skeptical because her family is quote not like ours um and at one point Ariana's mom says and I quote Ariana I'm just trying to protect you I hope you understand that Ariana is a great girl but her family is not like ours those people are different you see it on the news don't you quote and like I don't know that really oh my god that made me so emotional because like no matter how much you're assimilated into whatever culture you're always going to be an outsider at least it feels like that you know even if you have good friends and like I don't know no matter who you surround yourself with there's a lot of times still going to be an element of us versus them and like even though her mom didn't once mention her being Muslim or her being Bengali or whatever you know what she's talking about and like everyone knows what she's talking about and it's a little bit like I feel like a lot of white people in general are okay with um people of color etc until it's time for them to be intimate with them in some way or another and then at that point it's like whoa like hold up there um like that's not cool which is just really yeah I think you guys get it you know (laughs) and I think what also got to me just as much was like her response um she was thinking and she she said I was angry and I felt guilty for being angry. What right did I have to be upset at what her mom was saying when my parents said things that were way worse? Because like I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys also experience this or not, but my parents will literally be like talking about how much they hate American culture or Western culture or like certain aspects of different things, you know? But then they don't realize that, like, I'm also American. Like, I grew up here. Like, a lot of these things that they're talking about, I also fall into some of those categories, you know? So it's just, like, I feel like... And obviously, you know, they only say those things behind closed doors. Um, And so I think it's really interesting that, like, no matter what, like our parents and you know our peers in this country there's always going to be an element of us versus them regardless of who you talk to but we're the ones who are caught in the middle you know like we're the ones 
who have these like mixed identities and all of that so you're never really like one way or the other you know so i just thought that um sabina khan really showed intersectionality pretty well throughout this book okay now for things that i didn't quite like so there are two major issues that i have and that is with the writing and with the plot and i know those are two pretty big things but let me explain the writing itself and like the grammar all of that and like the story progression in general like that was weird like it could have been overlooked by the plot if the plot line was like smoother but especially near the end it just read as really choppy um i noticed that the author switched up the tenses a lot and honestly like the passage of time was a little bit confusing at times <laughs> passage of time is confusing at times i'm very good at english you guys but um you know what i mean right and yeah i just i didn't okay honestly like the writing and stuff especially like the tenses getting switched up and it was a little bit not confusing but it was definitely choppy enough that you could notice it um but like you know it's a ya like young adult book um you know it's gonna be like that at times and i wasn't super thrown off um I also thought that it read rather messily. Like, I don't think we needed to know the narrator's thoughts about literally everything that she experienced. A lot of it is definitely, like, implied. And I think that this book kind of read like a diary at times. Like, not really a diary because I think it was, like, third person most of the book. Um, Like, third person limited. Limited. Third person limited. But, um, I don't know, like, it, it just, it was a little, it felt like this book could have used another round of editing, but again, like, that could have been overlooked somewhat, um, to the point where, like, I don't really feel the need to talk about it, but, I don't know, there was definitely a very dark depiction of homophobia, and I didn't really expect it to be that level of homophobic at least in so many details um and also the use of queer tragedy like um the death and everything at the end to like flip a switch in the parents it seemed really off to me i'm going to talk about this after i finish my general review of the books i do want to talk about like the societal questions that it brings up like later after i finish the book but yeah they use essentially um a gay man's death to really push along the book and that I have such a big problem with but it could have been maybe if they didn't use something that dramatic it could have been effect effective if it had been written better because the writing and the pacing was just kind of I don't know it it just came across as like out of the blue because it's one thing to have some really big you know, event, kind of a shock value or whatever, some nice twist, you know what I'm saying? But there was no build-up for it or anything. It was like, it was like 
medium level like build up and then it just smacks you at the end and suddenly her parents switch up from like ultra homophobic to like super supportive and like i don't know that really i did not like that i i was on pace to giving this book a four out of five stars you know 4.5 maybe if you're okay with doing like 0.5 but i just completely like it threw me off so much that they used like already they used quite a bit of like you know homophobia like hate crimes they drugged her they um she reads about her grandmother's rape and everything and that just already it was so off-putting but then using like that violent i don't know it just didn't it didn't do it for me you guys um especially given that it was so sudden you know like there's no build-up there's no anything it just felt like something that the author included just to add like a shock value but then like there was no like i don't know it feels like it was just there and to me um especially given that i did really a bit to the um to Roxana and everything it just hit really close to home and especially since i did read this book in june i feel like i expected it to be a little bit less um homophobic all of that i mean obviously like you're gonna deal with these things but like i didn't like the fact that they had to use something this big in order to show that her parents finally saw her as a person and not as a commodity or you know someone to show how good of a parent they are in the community like i don't know guys it didn't really sit super well with me and the last like plot slash character related thing that i wanted to specifically talk about like solely the book itself was the fact that Roxana isn't the most likable character. So I think that obviously like high school relationships in general aren't the healthy, they have the potential to not be the healthiest relationships out there. And especially considering the fact that culturally, you know, dating isn't really a thing, at least not until, you know, later on in your career and everything and into your adulthood. And the fact that it's a sapphic relationship, I feel like, you know, like, already it's difficult enough as it is to, like, you know, if you're, like, finding a guy and everything and, like, oh, does he like me? Whatever, whatever. You know, just, like, the regular things that you go through in, like, high school, college, whatever. Um, But then added on, like, I'm very empathetic to the fact that, like, a lot of women, for example, who are lesbian or bisexual or whatever like it's so hard to know for sure if one like the girl that you like is even like attracted to women let alone are they attracted to you and something that i did like about um this book was that like i feel like a lot of books at least the ones that i am gravitated to they tend to focus on like getting into that relationship in the first place um and like you know the struggles of that and like the end of the book is like when they finally get together but in this book that was the start of it like they've already been together and they have a supportive friend group and all of that and so now the story is built on like okay like they're in this relationship and now these 
things have happened and how are they going to navigate it i think that's nice especially in our kind of community where you don't really see a whole lot of it um and so i i understand all of those things and i'm uh, like empathetic towards it all but like i don't know i feel like Rixana also wasn't the most likable person especially in how she like brushed over certain things between her and ariana because i i guys i get it being brown and like I don't, I don't, i've never even been in a relationship ever with anyone but like if i were in a relationship with you know like a white girl there are certain things that like i feel like white queer people don't understand about like queer people of color and so i understand personally because i am brown like the things that would have went into her head um when thinking about that but at the same time like she kind of did ariana dirty a bit especially the fact that it didn't seem like she considered ariana's feelings until later on um which like i get it especially considering the circumstances and stuff but i don't know like i don't know I don't know that she was the most likable person in general, but um, what do I know? I've never even <laughs> been in a relationship, so I mean, maybe like there's just certain things that like are different when you're actually in one. I don't know though. <laughs> anyway, y'all, quick intermission. Um, I apologize if y'all notice like the choppy audio at times. Um. There's been a lot of construction recently near where I live, so uh, I didn't record this all in one go because it got too loud at times. But um, anyway, that was my long rant about um, my own personal qualms with the character. I mean, I love her to pieces, but like, she wasn't the most likable in my humble opinion. That is not based on any facts whatsoever um (laughs) but anyway um the next thing that i kind of wanted to talk about was like death of queer people or like queer tragedy in general when in like fiction um specifically because i think until recently at least in like the early 2000s uh or like in the 2000s and like the early 2010s like there's definitely been quite an emphasis on like queer tragedies and it's like why do um i don't know like not every story has to have like the killing off of queer characters um i found i was looking into like how many like queer people have been i don't know like in like how many queer characters have been um like you know offed in popular media recently And I found that between the years 2016 and 2017, 62 queer women died on US TV. Um, And I don't know, I found that kind of disheartening because like two main things happen. One, either, you know, a queer character is killed off in the very beginning or you know, people use a death to, like, not write any sort of character development or anything. They'll just use it as a way to avoid, like, actually writing that character 
as a story and just including queer people as like a way to include diversity without actually just giving you know just giving them like a flat storyline or in this case they'll go through a story like they'll go through um you know the time effort energy everything to build a good character and then immediately just kill them off like they did in this one um which i feel like both are like equally bad because like i don't know guys it just it really doesn't sit right with me like i don't know guys i feel like a lot of times um some sort of queer tragedy whether it's them getting hate crimed or killed or dying by suicide like there's never any proper like character arc or like i don't know proper ending to people's stories which i just find really disheartening because there's so much potential i don't know guys like even though roxana has a good ending and she eventually does have a supportive family and everything um i think the inclusion of queer tragedy by violence or by suicide but in this case by violence it it's a lot of media like this that kind of i don't know makes adolescents you know teenagers young adults feel like there's only one ending for them in the real world because when so much media and i'm not saying that there isn't media out there that is good representation as well but when you have so much media where they're destined to either live a life of like heteronormative like you know whatever where they're quote successful or it's just the grave i feel like that just really sets a bad precedent especially because like as i mentioned like a while back like if you're like you're already like in like high school and stuff you're already thinking a lot about you know your identity and things like that just in general like by nature and when part of your core identity is being demonized like that not really demonized but like you know what i mean right like when it's when you're continually seeing yourself in different forms of media having bad endings it really leads to a path of self-hatred i think at least it did for me i'm not really super open about this part of my identity in public but you know i listen to sweater weather if y'all know what i mean um and if you don't know what i mean then you don't need to know but uh yeah i think that's why a lot of people also really like heartstopper um and similar works because it's just about like young queer first love like ya everything but um yeah that's just something that i wish was done differently in this book because also like her parents didn't even see her as like you know this nuanced person or anything until someone that they were close to got was a victim of violence and then they were like holy shit like i don't want that to happen to my kid to my daughter you know so that's just like again like i do like the fact that there was still a happy ending for roxana and everything 
and she still like found quite a bit of her identity and everything um and there were some pretty wholesome moments however i just am not a fan of using tragedy to enhance a plot it's one thing to have like okay even then like having some sort of violence or something is already bad but in order but using that in order to enhance a plot is something that i don't personally sit well with that's what made me rate go from rating this book pretty well to like mediocre i think um but i also wanted to talk about how all of this affected roxana's mental health as well i mean because i think a lot of times we view you know physical and mental health as like two separate entities which you know kind of not really like they're both very interconnected but there was a specific um quote that i really resonated with but basically it reads um a lethargy took over and i just wanted to sleep the time away I stared listlessly at the ceiling, trying to remember the last time I'd felt normal, just carefree and happy. It should have frightened me, but instead, I felt an intense longing to close my eyes and never open them again. It was so much easier this way. I felt nothing, no pain or yearning. And I know I was, like, saying a lot of stuff about how I wished that not all of Ruxana's thoughts were explicitly said, but this was one, you know, part of the book that I really did appreciate because a lot of times we see the end result of violence or, you know, someone loses their battle um, to depression or something. And so they pass. And I think that a lot of times a lot of books don't explicitly or not explicitly, a lot of books in general just don't show, like, the passage from, you know, being that, like, carefree and just happy. Like, most adolescents are, um, or at least should be, you know? It's not necessarily, like, I don't want to say normal, but, like, it's definitely, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal, I think. And a lot of times media will show like this carefree like um teenager or whoever and then suddenly like they take their life or there's suddenly some you know a victim of some violence or something and like i really appreciated the fact that um you can see the progression of her parents getting progressively more and more physical with their conversions and everything to the point where they even like drugged her like i don't think some people realize like one how normal that is when in this community but also like how insane that is to drug your child like that's actually insane Cause like, oh guys, when I read that part, I literally got chills down the spine. Cause I could never imagine like my own parents doing that to me. Like if they did that to me, I would be shocked. Cause it's just so like, I don't know, like horrifying. I guess you know. But initially, it wasn't that bad for her. Um, initially, you know, I think her parents didn't take it very seriously, so they were just doing little things, and then 
they progressively got more and more aggressive um and i don't like obviously like perhaps it wasn't done with ill intent and they were just trying to like save face in the community and everything but like i don't know i i like the fact that one they showed the progression in real time and two they showed her reactions to it in real time because at first she was very like i mean throughout the whole book too she was very like strong-willed in that regard but especially near the end like she was definitely you know you could see even in her thoughts and stuff not necessarily just how she responded to other people but even in her thoughts and stuff you could see that she was beginning to lose hope a bit and i think that one line or like that one like little paragraph (coughs) oh sorry guys um i feel like that one little part really showed a kind of progression instead of just like an all of a sudden like you know this really bad thing happened um and that's another reason why i was a little bit confused that sohil like was a victim of violence near the end because like i thought like throughout the middle and like nearing the end i thought it was a like decent enough progression that you could see like how things happen and it was realistic in terms of like not going zero to hundred but then that happened and i was like yo what the hell like uh i don't know guys like somehow that being written well somehow made me dislike so heal steph even more but um that's that's besides the point i'm like i st- what do you guys think if you guys have read the book like please let me know um but yeah, I think those were pretty much like all of the big points that I had. Um, overall, like I'm glad that this book was written and published because it does raise a little, or I don't know, not raise awareness specifically, but like it really, I don't know, highlights this, like a common phenomenon, I guess, of like super traditional like busy parents moving to the waste, waste. Oh my gosh moving to the west but then raising like western slash liberal children as if they aren't growing up in an environment that i don't know encourages that i guess or like at least in a more individualistic culture um like if you're gonna raise a child in the west you can't expect them not to adopt at least some western ideologies and that isn't a reflection of their parenting or anything it's just a reflection of like the environment that they grew up in so i don't know um when i was thinking about this earlier it kind of okay this is gonna sound a little weird but for any of the science girlies like you guys get it but like you know in general bio when we learn about meselston meselston installs like experiments about dna like semi-conservative dna in which um you have like an isotope of nitrogen with 15 neutrons in its nucleus and then you grow it in um like an environment with regular like nitrogen with 14 um then after a generation it would be like half isotope dna and like half the new 
like okay i didn't explain that well but you guys know what i mean it kind of reminded me of that experiment um where like you know it would be semi-conservative so like half of the dna would be from the parent cells and then half of the dna would be the newly synthesized dna um and i don't know guys it just kind of shows i think like you know you're going as we grow up we're gonna have elements of like our parents values and everything but as we grow up in the west like we're gonna have like new values and everything that are generally adopted in the west and so you can't really like be mad at your kids for like accepting certain parts of themselves when you're literally raising them in the west i don't know i thought this was um a very interesting book in that regard but yes my final like conclusion from this book is that it definitely had more potential and it was close to being something so amazing and revolutionary but because of certain elements it just wasn't um but there were still very wholesome moments near the end in which you know the parents actually kind of cared which was really nice um (laughs) but yes that was my final take on this book and yeah that's pretty much it um yeah so i'll see you guys next time uh i have a few books lined up that i just need to record and yeah stay safe stay happy and just stay all right signing off bye